0: And welcome to the Kids Ministry Circle podcast. Kids Ministry Circle is a community for kids ministry leaders to be equipped and encouraged to love and serve the local church. My name is Lauren Jackson and I am here with my co-host, as always, Becca Harris. And we have a guest with us today and her name is Patty, and she'll introduce herself in just a second and both Becca and I love Patty with all of our hearts. Um, and you'll hear more about her story and how our jobs overlap and all the fun things in just a second. But before we jump into our conversation today, I want to share a quick announcement. So our announcement for this episode is all about our resources. So we've got a handful of free resources over on Our Kids Ministry Circle website, and you can find them through our Kids Ministry Circle Instagram. Um, Over on our Instagram, which is at Kids Ministry Circle, we share resources that are happening in and around the kids ministry world. Every week, we share what's new, we share what's new to me, we share what's new to you, all sorts of fun stuff. So if you are on the hunt for resources for you as a ministry leader or for your parents or for your kids or for your staff, don't forget to head over to kidsministrycircle.com and follow us at Kids Ministry Circle. All right, now's the time. Patty, will you please share a little bit about yourself? Welcome to the podcast. Ready? Go. Thanks,
1: guys. It's so fun to be here. Um, I love you guys too, Becca and Lauren. We were on staff together, and so we've got lots of fun stories, but not enough time to share them. But uh, <laughs> I'll introduce, <laughs> I'll introduce myself. Um, I'm Patty Evans, and I've been in kids ministry. Actually, I just retired from kids ministry um, after twenty two years. Um, I was on um, my first staff for 20 years and then uh, transitioned to Austin Stone uh, two years ago and um, finished out my career there, and I have loved every minute of it. Um, I am married to the same guy for 32 years, <laughs> and... Um, as Becca and Lauren knows, I I love him very much. And we have three kids. I've got a 25-year-old son who is at the University of Alabama. Lord help us, he'll finish this semester. (laughs) Um, And then we have um, our second-born daughter. She is married to her high school sweetheart. Uh, He went off to the Navy and um right out of high school they got married and i have the cutest grandson um 3 year old i the apple of my eye and then we have our uh, sweet and spunky um third born and she is a senior in high school and so we're about to be empty nesters and so lot, yeah lots of transition in our home but that's nice that's me Patty, how many, how many dogs do you currently have at your house? <laughs> there are two, but okay. it, they're like um, having about 15. And I'll, I'll actually say their, their names. Um, Scout, Charmin, Jelly Evans. Um, Charmin, because we that, got him during COVID. And Jelly, my... <laughs> because he's incredibly jealous.
0: <laughs> oh, my
1: goodness. And then there's Princess, Persephone, Poop-a-Lot. Evans wow.
0: wow oh my goodness all right Becca why don't you uh kick us off with the first question for Patty
2: yeah Patty why don't you tell us how in the world you got into kids ministry 22 years well
1: ago? I would love to say that you know when I was 10 years old I you know was called to kids <laughs> ministry um but the honest truth is um my degree is in elementary education and um, I knew that I loved being a teacher, a school teacher. But when we had um, our first child, I wanted to stay home. And after a year and a half of that, I was going stir crazy, and I was um, just—I guess it was maybe two years—and I just had our second child. And I knew I needed something, a little something. So our church reached out to me and said, "You know, we're—we need a part part-time kids minister." would you like to do it? And I'm like, well, I'm qualified and, you know, it's, it'd be a good little part, part-time job. And so I took the job and like within a month I went, oh, this is what I'm supposed to do. This, mm-hmm. I'm called into this. I'm not called to teach math and science and I'm called to share Jesus with these kids. And it was just, um, uh, very quickly evident that um, I I, fell into my calling, and I'm so grateful I did. Um, and so, yeah, the rest is history and 22 years in, in, in ministry.
2: How, how would you say you – how would you know you kind of fell into your calling? How would you – describe – tell us a little more about that. Describe it for us.
1: I think that really my intentions when I took the job was to – get something to do, have a little bit of extra income. And so my motives weren't a calling like you think of uh, someone who's been in a sermon and just really felt the Lord telling them, I want you to do this. So I started September, um, but I I remember, um, I think it was preparing for maybe... um, opening up kids worship um, we really didn't have anything for the kids to do and um, being up in front of the kids and leaning them in worship and watching them um, lifting up their hands in praise mm-hmm. and I mean nothing is as sincere as children's worship yeah. mm-hmm. and so you know I, I'm a crier <laughs> <laughs> I cry a lot and so, I mean, there are many times I'm standing there in front of them and just weeping for seeing the joy in their, and this, uh, authenticity. Mm. And so that's when I knew this wasn't a job anymore. It wasn't for the little, little bit of money I was making or to get me out of the house. Um, and I knew I, I had trained in being a teacher, so I knew I was going to be teaching kids at some, uh, level, but I didn't understand that it would be at a church and, yeah. you know, teaching them about spiritual things. Yeah. Did that answer your question, Becca?
2: Oh, yeah. No. I just love hearing how people know, you know, how do you, how do you go from even serving and, and enjoying it or feeling a need to, like, feeling called and, and loving it. So I love hearing that story.
0: I am curious to know how long did that part, part-time part hours last? How quickly did it
1: turn? Yeah, not, I mean... Yeah, well, first of all, <laughs> I think, you know, churches are notorious and maybe two um, children's pastors are notorious for just doing more mm-hmm. and doing more and doing more and doing more and then finally realizing, wait a minute, okay, this doesn't seem right. and And I don't think that there's any maliciousness in it, you know, where just you kind of have to go to someone and go you might not realize, but I'm not spending 10 hours anymore. I'm actually up to 20 hours. And then doing some documentation and then they're like, okay, we're going to bump you up. And then documentation. And I mean like, well, you know, start Mm -hmm. recording your hours and what are you doing during those hours? And so it had to have been within the first five years I was, I was over part time. Um, And then I really fought hard to keep it three quarter time. Um, in fact, I did, I kept it three quarter time for 20 years wow. so that I could, um, be off of, um, uh, off work right when my kids got out of oh, school. Yeah. And so, you know, I drop them off at school and head into the office and then leave at around three or, you know, as my kids got older, they would walk home, but I would be home shortly mm-hmm. after. Um, and I tried to do that, um, for a long time until, yeah, till two years ago and I went full time when two of my kids were out of the house and, and then of course, you know, there was a lot of transition from one church to another. So
0: yeah. Nice. I love that. I think a lot of people can relate to your story. One, not only from the young mom jumping into a new job just to get out of the house. I feel like that's a, that's a, a story that a lot of people experience is like, Oh, this is actually what I feel called to do. I just happen to stumble mm-hmm. into this in my phase mm-hmm. of being a young mom. And then also churchly, lead- mm-hmm. I'm sure if church leaders everywhere are listening to this being like, yeah, my job went from part-time to full-time in a very quick amount of time, whether that was growth or just the need to work more hours or like, like you said, Patty of sometimes church leaders say, Oh, you can get this job done in mm-hmm. 10 hours. And then you're like, actually like once you're in it, you need more like 20, 25 hours. And so I think a lot of people can listen to this and be like, oh, I understand. I under like that's how I'm feeling right now. Like I'm sure people can kind of feel that tension um, in their life as well. So kind of tell us you spent 22 years in kids ministry. That's a long time. That is probably more time than maybe some of our listeners, which is crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How old they are, right? How old, like how old some of our listeners are? Tell us, kind of one thing as you kind of persevered in your twenty-two years of ministry, and I would love for you to speak Mm -hmm. to maybe the people who are your ten, your fifteen, and it just seems hard, especially those leaders Mm -hmm. who are coming out of the COVID season and just. They're on the brink of burnout. They don't know if this is for them anymore. And they're like, I don't know if I can get to the point of retirement. Mm-hmm. What has helped sustain you in your ministry career? But also, what would you say to those people who are mm-hmm. maybe a few decades out from that retirement age? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I
1: I have had many, many, many uh, times where I did feel like, I can't do this anymore. And um, for me, it was often at the end of summer and going yeah. into uh, Promotion Sunday. We would, um, I, think we, I, I think we did four camps and then I also volunteered um, most of my kids' ministry and students' ministry as a, a, a volunteer discipling my daughters and so in their small group. And so I was just burned out and, um, I remember crying and just crying out to God and saying, God, I am feeling so weak. And so it's neat because God tends to speak to me in Bible stories. Like he'll bring Mm -hmm. up a Bible story. And the one that would often come up is Moses and, um, with uh, Aaron and I think it's her who, uh, he had to hold up the staff and and as long as he was holding up the staff they were winning and mm-hmm. so um but that was hard work and at some point he's like I can't do this on my own anymore um I'm not made to hold this staff up above my head for hours and hours on end I'm hungry I'm tired and 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 he called out to the Lord and he the Lord provided people to come alongside mm-hmm. and for me when i'm most discouraged when i'm most uh feeling like I, I can't do this anymore is when i've kind of isolated myself and 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 tried to do it all on my own um it's easier uh, uh well nobody knows how to do it the way i want it done realizing that you cannot do it in your own strength and you have to um bring others um and they were all lay leaders yeah. everybody who came along um, side me was a as a was a lay leader who held each arm up, um, and so mm-hmm. know that we have an enemy who wants mm-hmm. to take leaders out of kids ministry mm-hmm. because the kids ministry, in my very humble opinion, <laughs> is the biggest <laughs> is the biggest mission field in our church. Yep, um, those little souls do not drive themselves to church um and they are not many of them have not made professions of faith haven't um uh followed the the call of the lord yet and so we have this opportunity to to share the gospel with people who are coming every sunday and they aren't in a personal relationship with jesus and mm-hmm. so the enemy knows that and he wants to um, do anything to deter you. And so discouragement is going to be one really big um, way he can do that. And so at those moments, cry out to the Lord and ask him to bring your Aaron and hers, you know, alongside you.
2: Yeah, Patty, I really like what you said about raising up, like not doing it in isolation. I think there's a lot of ways that I think kids' ministry can lend itself to isolation. maybe that should be a an entire podcast one time, but I do think that um particularly just even anyone in ministry can be tempted to like I have to be the one to do all of these things and you know i I remind my staff often that we are you know god God gave us limits like we he knows we have human limitations, and we often are the ones putting uh, expectations on ourselves that, that aren't realistic, um, not him, but we feel like we're working for him. And so it gets all messy, but I really like what you talk about bringing along lay people to do that. Um, you know, and, and help having them help us, you know, do the work of the
1: ministry. Um, I think that's a key part. And bitterness would creep in to my heart. Mm. And then I had to realize I was doing something wrong. I was not okay. The blanket email to the whole church, or you know, a a, a general text that goes out to that is no one's going to respond to that. They're mm-hmm. gonna they're gonna think someone else is going to respond to that. So I had to do targeted. Um, correspondence, whether, you know, email or me- instant messaging or whatever you use nowadays. But <laughs> you youngins, whatever you youngins do. Patty was, use on, Patty was T- on
0: AIM back in the day, messaging
1: people. <laughs> that's, <laughs>
2: that's, she, that's exactly She put it on her Zanga page. <laughs> so.
0: Wow, that really exactly. aged you, Becca. That really, uh, that's way yeah. back.
1: Yeah. Uh,
2: just so being, just anyways, keeping it real here, guys. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. But the... the key is, is you have to think about, um, when are the times that you end up doing stuff and you're alone and you feel bitter about it, mm-hmm. whether it's Saturday, um, before Sunday, then you're going to have to reach out to a couple of, um, people who are going to meet you during the week and you find times that work for everybody's schedule and you just set a work time, a work session where they come up to the church and they help you. And so you're not doing it Saturday, but, um, and then cleanup time. That was so frustrating after a big event or, and, and I would often forget about the cleanup crew. Mm -hmm. And then I, then everybody's leaving Mm -hmm. and I'm like, well, I have mounds of trash everywhere and the tables. So I was like, all right, I'm going to recruit a cleanup uh, team. and, Another thing is w- delegating at those moments. Like, don't put yourself to be doing something. You are supposed to be coordinating the the work. So you're the one handing out the trash bags saying, hey, go take these, um, uh, go pick up, you know, the parking lot. Um, and then you look around and yep. go, okay, I need, you know, this team to go um, handle the chairs and tables. And you're looking um, to coordinate the cleanup. Because I think so many times we get busy, we get our we get our hands into the mm-hmm. mess, and then no one's coordinating it, and everyone's standing around, and they're like, "Well, I guess nobody, I don't, I guess I can go because I'm not doing anything." If you see someone standing around doing nothing, you find something for them to do. <laughs> Put them to work. <laughs> and no apologies, no apologies. Like the, you don't need to like to be confident in asking because people want to help. And then we have one of the highest callings mm-hmm. so you know we're just inviting people to come in and um, and you'll find that you have people who will be dedicated to your kids ministry and be there because they know they're doing something they're being put to work so if you're feeling isolated be intentional about putting things into place in times uh, regular times to have people come alongside you
0: as you think back over your 22 years of ministry, what has been the most fun event you've ever done?
1: Oh my gosh. Well, I when I was a little girl, I wanted to be a movie star and I, I've always loved a stage. So like time that uh, we have done um, a series or um, a vacation Bible school, where there has been, um, an opportunity to, um, just do something creative with, with, and, and, um, I, I love Becca knows I love accents and I love costumes <laughs> and I also love to think way outside the box. So, um, a lot of times we did mm-hmm. life ways, um, VBS, mm-hmm. and it would be set in the jungle. Well, then I I had so much fun going. Well, we're going to do Indiana Jones, and we did. Um, you know that big boulder that rolls down yep. the the towards him. I mean, we had that giant uh, eight foot boulder on the stage on a ramp that looked like a rock. And at the end of the week, it chased me down. <laughs> and um, oh my I mean, goodness, I've had two. Occasions where I needed a stunt double, and multiple times a zip line. Or, um, I mean, one time we strung a zip line across the stage, and I was in a harness and swam across the stage like I was underwater.
0: Oh, my um, goodness! And a guy's
1: on the other end, our poor facilities guy, he's on the other end, like pulleying me across the stage. Oh! No. Um, so, <laughs> You know, zip lining across from the top of the uh, sanctuary above the kids' heads. Oh, um, my goodness. Ra- having my stunt double rappel down behind a couch. And then I pop up and, you know, she feeds her rope into my harness. And I come around the corner of the couch and, you know, everyone's just dying laughing. So have fun. Have fun. The moments that I could um, just go over the top and kids are laughing and... And parents are laughing. Mm-hmm. Um, those are some of my highlights. Mm-hmm. Because when you, I think laughter breaks down barriers. Yep. And, and then kids love pretend and dramatic. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so when you add those elements to church when it's appropriate, um, then you, you, you bring wonder and, and excitement. And people want to be there. Yeah. Yeah. Did that answer your
0: question? No, I think that's great. (laughs) I just, I wish I... I couldn't come up with one. I mean, 22 years, that's a long... That's a long time. I wish there was Mm -hmm. one video footage of you swimming across the auditorium. But two, I just... I I think I'm trying to picture, like, your budget. And it's, like, light items for, like, Patty's Adventures. (laughs) It's, like... (laughs) <laughs> patty's big dreams here's just a line item in patty's budget of like
1: what could happen oh yeah when then there was a spy theme and we fogged the whole um worship center up and we had um our teenagers come in like ninjas with lights um those laser lights uh-huh. and i had this stunt double she would do all these cart over them and then i would come out from where she came in and I took total credit for all that stuff. It was, it was funny, but the, yeah, the funny thing is my stunt double was a hundred pounds, this skinny. She really was a Hollywood stunt double. And, um, and so I am not a (laughs) hundred pounds. You're like like 105. Yes. Yeah. I mean, just a little bit, just a little (laughs) bit more, but people would, say oh I never knew you knew how to do that I'm like I'm not a magician I can't like make my mass change like that so much but it was fun fun. I've never had a
2: stunt double now you just added
1: something to my list you know and Lauren there are videos there are videos
0: all out there (gasps) I'm gonna have to find them okay Patty I've got one more question for you and it's kind of on the topic of you just retired after 22 years of ministry and as someone who is younger with many more years ahead of her, Lord willing to do ministry and thinking about just what does it look like to finish well, to go through years and years of vocational ministry. And I'm sure you had your ups and downs with church staff and new people and leadership changes i mean you your Mm -hmm. church went through a huge change when you joined the austin stone and what does it look like for you what do you think of when you hear the term finish well
1: yeah i mean i shared earlier that there were many many times at the end of a, a hard season where i was just crying and and you know, crying out to God and saying, God, I don't think I can do this. Would you equip me? Well, about a year and a half ago, I had another one of those seasons. Like, I think I'm done. I can't do this. And, um, but I remember praying, same prayer, God equip me. But at that point, I was thinking, okay, I'm, I'm in my 50s. Lord, I am going to retire at some point. I don't want to retire at one of these moments of sadness mm-hmm. and hopelessness and um so lord I don't know what that looks like. I I I've never had a freedom to be released and I wanted that. I was like you're going to have to give me a peace and a sense that it's time to go or time to like you said finish the race. And it, and, and so it it happened very, so about a year and a half ago, I just started praying and praying and praying. Um, and in a random meeting with my supervisor who I'd worked with for 22 years, he knew me very well or knows me very well. Um, I think just the Lord put it on my heart and I just said, Hey, uh, Damon, what's next for me? And he's like, what do you mean? What's next for you? I said, I, I think, I think I'm supposed to head out and, and it had nothing to do. I'm so grateful for my staff that I was on. I loved, um, everyone I worked with. So I wasn't feeling like I Mm -hmm. couldn't work with so-and-so anymore, or I, it really was, um, some personal family life. I wanted to invest in my grown children and my grandchild more. So there was some external reasons why I thought that a full-time ministry job, um, I needed to transition out of that. Um, But it was this piece. So I think if you're at a season where you're discouraged um, or you think, I don't know that I can do this anymore, cry out to God and he will equip you if he wants you there. And then ask him to give you a piece mm-hmm. about being released. Um, and I had the sweetest, yeah, I, I have started, I'm, t- I'm k- saying Patty uh, 2.0, and I'm now uh, teaching pre-K um, part-time, four days a week at our church. We have a, a little preschool there, and and I also started my own uh, home staging and design business. So it's kind of crazy, but um, I got a, a, a message from, our pastor, um, our congregational pastor. Um, and he was reaching out, just making sure I wasn't feeling disconnected or, or just disregarded. It was just so thoughtful. And he's like, how are you feeling about your decision? And I just said, I'm at peace. And, and I didn't leave our church. I love our church. Um, in fact, you know, Mm. I kept going to our church and, um, I was, you know, advised that, and there's with wisdom, you know, well, wise. uh, Advice was to maybe maybe go take take a step back, go to other churches for a little bit, give yourself. I'm like, i ah, <laughs> this is my church, and the very the very next Sunday I'm serving as a greeter in the big church, and I do that twice a month, and I love it. And then I serve in kids ministry once a month, and so I'm not mm-hmm. done with our church. I'm not done with even teaching kids about Jesus. It's just different, mm-hmm. and I feel like the Lord gave me a peace and a releasing. I just advise that you pray for that and and you you know I understand that there I've been very blessed to have great supervisors, and there are some people out there who might be mm-hmm. working on a staff that doesn't value others um, in ministry and and you know but I I think the advice still holds. Start praying for it, praying for open doors and closed mm-hmm. doors, and then a piece to move in a direction. And the Lord will guide you. And if it is moving off of a staff, or, or you know, off of a a a church staff, and to you know, then then he'll 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 guide you.
2: I like what you said that you didn't want to, yeah, finish. Um, you know, like in, a, in that burnout stage or whatever, or that, that stage where you're like, I'm tired. I don't know if I can keep
1: doing this. this, this I don't want to finish this way. Well, then um, I would always wonder if Satan had a mm-hmm. victory. I would always... I was like, I will never have peace, I don't think. Mm-hmm. I will go, mm-hmm. man, did Satan have a victory at that moment? And I was like, I'm not going to have that. <laughs> you no. know?
2: Um, so... Yeah, well, and I mean, I know this is like insider info here, but I would say you, you know, being someone who's still on that staff, um, you finished well in the sense that you set things up well too. So when you didn't, when you don't finish at that, you know, everybody's story is different. But when you when you aren't finishing at that burnout stage, you're able to leave your church well, meaning like leave your the other, you know, your. Two staff members that you led were mm-hmm. set up well. You set up lay leaders well. Um, and so with you, when you retired out, there was still a setup in the kids' ministry to continue even while we're trying to hire someone. And so I think there's that component of you, you know, not only you feeling that peace, but You being able to kind of set things up well for you to step out is really helpful in not only your heart finishing well, but at at the ministry, you know, like being able to carry on Mm -hmm. um, well and not kind of have to pick up pieces, if you will. Um, But kind of being like, okay, Patty set this up well. We're set to keep going. Well, you you remember
1: the story where I told you about a year and a half ago, I was crying Mm -hmm. out to the Lord. I said, you're going to have to quit me. And, um, you know, Becca, you were there. And I think I was crying on a couch with you and James, you know, in one of our meetings. And I was like, I feel like I'm, I'm shouldering all of this. And I appreciate what you're saying, but it really was the Lord who set it up. Like, I just realized we have to, you know, find these middlemen, if you will, people who are going to own areas of ministry um, you know, at our congregation we or at our church, we call it um, coaches or area coaches. And um, I had to divide kids ministry up into parts that made sense, whether it's here's an area of a hallway. I'm going to have a, a lay leader overseeing that. And you have and we built this team of eight ladies who took ownership over a certain Age groups and they took ownership over certain service hours, and and then we started meeting as a team um, monthly for social and um spiritual development. We were doing book studies and then also brainstorming problems. And so all of a sudden the ministry wasn't all on my shoulders. And I think mm-hmm. that's when in the spring, everybody we had been recruited. I finally mm-hmm. had a, a key leader, and these are lay leaders over these areas, and I think it's just the Lord saying, "Okay, now, now, you're being released." Um, but it was—it's just it was the sweet story of me crying out to him, asking for help, him providing the help, um, and then me being able to let go, and know things were going to come crashing down around everybody. Okay.
0: What a sweet story of, of not only God's provision, but the sovereignty of God, because only he could know this team that was being built and when you would step down and what would happen after you step Mm -hmm. down. And, and like, I think it's really easy as ministry leaders to say, oh, it's, it's going to crumble. If I leave, it's going to crumble behind me. And there's, I feel like there's confidence in saying, no, God cares for his church and mm-hmm. he will keep things from crumbling and he will provide people. But I think there's the important piece, Patty, that you share is like you cried out to him. You asked mm-hmm. him, you went to yeah. him and you said, I am tired. I don't know if I can do this anymore. I am weary. And just to, to be able to hear that story and think about the big ultimate timeline of a year and a half in, just the overarching theme of see how God provided and see Mm -hmm. his goodness and Mm -hmm. his grace and how he was holding you, but also holding your church. And and I just think that may be
1: blunt or just kind of encourage our everyone to, you know, be introspective. If you feel like it's all going to crumble It could be a couple of things. One, you think too highly of yourself, you know, you you know, or two, maybe you have held too (laughs) tightly, held on too tightly and have made it your ministry that you are running in your show. And so when you step away, it will crumble. And so I, I. I struggled early on with a lot of pride and I remember calling it my ministry, my ministry, my ministry. And uh, the Lord, you know, when I first met Becca, the first thing I said, she asked me, what's my greatest sin? And I told her pride. (laughs) As as, As a joke,
2: I'm like, what's your deepest, darkest sin? This is like day one, I'm meeting her and introducing her to our staff and she was like, oh, pride? And I was like,
1: Okay. Yeah. That's great. I'm Becca. Nice to meet you. It was great, but, but, but it's true. I was very prideful early on in ministry and wanted it to be, um, excellent at thinking that the motives for, were were for the kids, but really it was all about me getting accolades. Um, Mm -hmm. and so over the years through various ways, the Lord has humbled me and I've tried to change my language to our ministry, kids ministry, um, and then and so that way in the end um, I'm able to release it yeah. and it's not That's good. It, yeah. it's not like That's it's really joined good. to me in an unhealthy way.
2: Okay, Patty, to people who maybe are just beginning mm-hmm. their career in kids ministry, they're just getting yeah. their start, getting their feet wet. What
1: piece of advice would you give them? So you got to die to having it done the way you want it done because <laughs> I think it's important for you (gasps) to cast the vision and it's important for you to kind of give some guidance and, and, but people don't want to be micromanaged and they also don't want to do a task that you've asked them to do. And then when it gets turned back in, you're like, Oh yeah, no. mm, Or, or you don't say anything, but you change it and they see that you changed it. So like they're not going to want to help and you have to die to those little things and go, so it's, I asked you to build a cave for Easter, and it looks more like, uh you know, I don't know, a, a, a field of flowers. Okay, well, you know, I maybe that's not the vision we had going, but is that something to really to be upset about, or just allow people to be creative and come up with their own thing? Because you can't do it all, mm-hmm. and it's not all going to look like you. Right. And your way's not always the right way. Yep. So... I would just say, lay down your preferences mm-hmm. to pursue yeah. what's important. And there are some things to, to fight for. There are, you will be fighting for a lot, but how the <laughs> streamer was hung from the ceiling is not one of those things to yep. fight
2: for. I'm with you. It's like, I just, as long as we get this end goal, mm-hmm. And sometimes I'm like, I don't, you know there may be a few things that are important about how we get there but mm-hmm. most of it's like as long as we get this end goal and it will i think you not only really alleviate some stress in your own life but you also empower somebody to use yeah their gifts. i love so
0: that's uh, really good. i love that piece of, that's really good sometimes being in leadership is illusion that you have control right especially in kids ministry where so much happens because of the work of volunteers Cause you can't be in every classroom that is running on Sunday mornings. You can't be everywhere at once. No. And there's this illusion that you can control it. And when you figure out those big things that are worth fighting for, like those big Hills that you really want to place your mission and vision for your ministry on, mm-hmm. then all those little things don't seem as important. And so I love that piece of like, you just got to die to this illusion mm-hmm. of being in control because you're not and that's i feel like that is not the foundation of the christian faith but it's a big piece of it of like hey you have to recognize that god is in control and you are not and so oh yeah i think that's really encouraging well patty i think uh beck and i are not only grateful for your friendship but also just to know your story and the way that god has used you to impact hundreds And probably thousands of kids lives. And so we are grateful to have someone like you who we can look to and say, hey, Mm -hmm. they persevered when it got hard, when culture changed and when we had to figure out Zoom and we had to record our large group teaching and all (laughs) the things like all the things that you come across when you are leading a kids ministry. And we could not be more grateful for uh, just your gifts and the way that God has used you. So,
1: well, it's been, yeah. um, one of the greatest gifts for me. And I can honestly say, I can look back at my life and be so thankful for those moments. And it's not, um, about me. It's about, uh, and just mm-hmm. going, wow, Lord, you did some amazing things. And I was just mm-hmm. the vessel um, and, and a team, you know, of a of ves- many vessels. Um, and what a y'all, what a ride and not many people. Mm-hmm. I've loved what I've done all my adult life. I've loved it in the hard times and in the, uh, uh, the, the great times. And I've got to see, um, the things that God has done and not many people can say they love their career, um, mm-hmm. you know, and so um, God will grow you. I am a different person, um, you know, hopefully, I I believe, you know, more like Jesus, and I don't know if I'd have as much growth if I wouldn't have been on a staff, um, so it's been a pleasure to do this, and... And I'm not done. I'm just doing it different. You know,
0: (laughs) you're still teaching.
2: You're still serving. Mm
0: -hmm. That's right. That's right. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Well, friends, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the kids ministry circle podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, uh, please don't forget to write us a review. Give us some of those five stars. Share this episode with a friend Um, I think this is a great episode to share with maybe a friend who is struggling in ministry right now, or maybe someone who has served in ministry for 20 plus years. And you can also send this to them and thank them for their longevity in ministry. And so don't forget to like and subscribe, share this this episode with a friend, and we will see you next time. All right. Bye. 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 Bye.